The Monday Investment Club is brought to you by Omnis Investments. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome back to the Monday Investment Club. I'm Colin Gellatly from Omnis Investments, and this is what happened in markets last week. There's really only one thing on investors' mind at the moment. Are we about to break free of the low inflation, low interest rate environment that's characterized the past decade in financial markets? That's an important question, and we'll come back to it. But before we do, we'll briefly turn our attention to a small corner of the US stock market where a new acronym is blasting off. With enthusiasm for Bitcoin somewhat dented by recent losses, speculative traders are making themselves felt in the stock market again. A few months ago, it was GameStop, a small-scale retailer of computer games, causing the excitement. This week, it's been the turn of AMC, owner and operator of cinemas, including the Odeon chain. Already up more than 1,000% by the end of May, the stock climbed another 140% this week before dropping by close to a quarter over Thursday and Friday. Part of the so-called Bang stocks, that's BlackBerry, AMC, Nokia, and GameStop, AMC has capitalized on the opportunity, using its inflated share price to issue new, cheap equity financing with which it intends to buy out competitors. Only time will tell whether this strategy will prove profitable and whether the speculation that made it possible in the first place will ultimately pay off. Either way, it's a reminder that for all the big picture developments, there are always interesting and even incredible, as in scarcely credible, things going on at the individual company level. I'll leave you to decide where the boundary lies between interesting and incredible. Right, let's get back to the main story, inflation. First, what is inflation? Well, put simply, it's the rate at which prices change. If your weekly shop seems to get ever more expensive, that's inflation at work. Inflation tends to rise as economic growth accelerates, and with the world rapidly emerging from the COVID-19 recession, there are concerns that a material increase in inflation is just around the corner. But why do we care about inflation? In short, it's because inflation has the potential to send both equities and bonds lower. If prices start to rise, central banks, likely led by the US Federal Reserve, may be forced to increase interest rates, perhaps by quite a lot. This is a central bank's way of putting the lights on, turning the music off, and closing the bar. Investors are worried that inflation might spell the end of the party, and they're looking hard for signs that maybe they should call a taxi. Now that we know what everyone's looking for, we can perhaps make some sense of the week's market moves. In the US, the S&P 500 enjoyed a strong day on Friday and closed 0.6 higher on the week. Earlier in the week, James Bullard, a non-voting member of the Federal Reserve's Interest Rate Setting Committee, had suggested that the labour market was tighter than it appears and that, as a result, wages could be about to rise rapidly. While rising wages are undoubtedly a good thing for employees, they're also the main way that inflation can become embedded in the economy. So with this warning ringing in their ears, investors largely sat tight and waited for Friday's release of the monthly non-farm payrolls data. Though the US economy added 559,000 jobs in May, this fell short of the 675,000 new jobs expected. Unemployment inched down from 59 to 5.8%, but the participation ratio, the proportion of people who could work, but who either aren't working or aren't looking for work, actually fell. Having struggled for direction earlier in the week, US investors took the data as a sign that inflationary pressures are not as pronounced or as immediate as they might have feared. The Federal Reserve can keep the music on and the bar open for a while yet. 
The S&P 500 duly bounced 0.9% on Friday, led by high-growth companies like Tesla and NVIDIA, which are typically extremely sensitive to interest rate expectations. Proving that the devil's in the detail, your enjoyment of the week in Japan will depend heavily on which investment index you choose to follow. The Nikkei 225, which, like the Dow Jones in the US, weights its constituents according to their share prices, fell 0.7%. However, the topics, like the S&P 500 in the US or the FTSE 100 here in the UK, weights its constituents by their market capitalization. It gained 0.6%. Putting that confusion to one side, Japan's been struggling against a resurgence in coronavirus infections, requiring regional lockdowns and threatening the Summer Olympics. Part of this is due to a very slow vaccine rollout, with less than 11% of the population having received one dose. The economic impact of this was made clear this week, as a range of economic data from industrial production to retail sales and capital investment by companies fell short of expectations. Investors therefore welcomed the announcement this week of a new set of initiatives aimed at accelerating the vaccination program. Politics was to the fore in China, both domestically and internationally. On the domestic front, evidence that the population is now shrinking put paid to the infamous one-child policy. Couples will now be allowed up to three children. Predictably, shares of toy manufacturers, baby formula producers and care providers rose on the news. Internationally, US President Joe Biden this week renewed restrictions on investments in 59 Chinese companies, including Huawei. The Chinese CSI 300 index dropped 0.7% over the week. In Europe, the Eurostoxx 50 index closed out its fourth consecutive monthly gain, ending May some 15% above where it started the year. June got off to a steady if unspectacular start, with the index adding another 0.5% over the week. Germany's DAX index was a standout performer, rising 1.1% to a fresh all-time high. At the risk of sounding like a broken record, these gains in Europe can be linked to the outlook for inflation and for interest rates. Given our previous discussion, you might expect news that the flash estimate of consumer price inflation jumped from 1.6% in April to 2% in May to cause some concern, especially as the European Central Bank's official inflation target is close to but below 2%. Well, thanks to a third wave of coronavirus infections this spring and a slow start to the vaccination rollout, the European economic recovery is lagging the US by a few months. Meanwhile, European governments have not loosened the purse strings anywhere near as much as the Biden administration has. The net result is that, for now, investors in Europe are looking enthusiastically at improving economic growth without much fear of overheating or of party-ending interest rate hikes. Finally, the UK. The FTSE 100 index of larger companies this week gained 0.7%. Data released this week showed the UK businesses are recruiting permanent staff at the fastest pace in 23 years, and that, in response, wages are starting to rise. In theory, this brings the UK and the Bank of England very much into discussions of inflation and the need for higher interest rates. So it's interesting that commodity producers such as BP, Walnut Shell and Anglo-American were amongst the biggest winners this week, while banks were amongst the losers. Commodity prices tend to rise as global economic growth accelerates. The strong performance of commodity producers this week suggests investors are confident that the global economy will continue to grow. Banks, on the other hand, benefit from rising interest rates. Their losses this week, together with falling gilt yields, suggest investors aren't expecting the Bank of England to raise interest rates anytime soon, even if that global economic growth comes in strong. So there we have it, an interesting week for markets. The key takeaway, I think, 
is that investors everywhere are reading the tea leaves for signs of inflation or its absence. As a result, markets are likely to be and to remain highly sensitive to any evidence or any utterance from a central banker that seems to tip the balance one way or the other. Well, that's it from me. Normal service will resume next week with Rohit back at the wheel to guide you through another week in the life of global financial markets. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. The Monday Investment Club is brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.